Hello and welcome to Bereaved Motherhood and All Entails. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about intentionality in our relationships following loss. So as we all know, grief affects every area of our life, and that includes our relationships. And so it's really important that, especially like in our romantic relationship with our child's father, that we are intentional. Um, This is obviously assuming that that relationship is somewhat healthy, that there isn't abuse or something else like that going on. But we know that grief is really, really hard on romantic relationships. You know, people that lose children have a much higher rate of divorce. And that is just the sad truth of the matter. Um, And we've done episodes before on how to support our partners through grieving and how they can support us. So if you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend it. Um, I'll try to link it below as well. But definitely go ahead and check that episode out. But... Besides for just supporting each other through grief and understanding how we grieve similarly and how we grieve differently and how to be there for someone who grieves differently than us and just recognizing that all of us as people are going to grieve different. You know, um, we know that men and women tend to grieve very differently and a little bit more similar, but even within that, there's so many differences, so many discrepancies. And so it's important to recognize that. Um, But grief especially in the beginning, is so all-consuming and all-encompassing that it's really easy to let our relationship slide and to just not be intentional and to know, and to just stop investing in them. And I think it's normal and natural because we're on survival mode. We're just trying you know, to survive and to live and to try to pick up the pieces of our very broken world. And so I, of course, understand that and think that that is where our priority should be is handling our grief and learning how to pick these pieces up and just relearn how to live life because it's a new life and um, we're starting all over from square one. But I think it's also important to make sure we don't neglect our relationships and that we're intentional. And I don't mean anything, you know, major or dramatic, but I think it's important to first understand how does my partner feel loved? You know, it's really popular today to talk about love languages and like, well, what's your love language? Um, And I think that there's some truth in that. You know, there's so many different ways that people show love and care. And for some of us, certain things speak to us a lot more than other things. And so it's important, A, to know how do I feel love and care? What do I want from my partner? And then to also understand what do they want? And obviously we have to know what we want before we can tell our partner what we need and what, you know, speaks to us. But once we get that figured out, and so I encourage you, if you don't know already what one another's love language is, you know, figure that out. There's quizzes online. You can just kind of think about, okay, what do people do to me that I really feel valued and loved and cared for and appreciated? And, you know, that's probably your love language. I think most of us probably have a few of them. I know I certainly do. But, you know, for example, if your husband's love language, let's say, is like physical touch and then your love language is like acts of service. So you're doing all these acts of service because that's what you want. That's how you feel loved to your husband. And he's over here like, 
yeah, it's nice, but it doesn't make me feel special or cared for or loved. Like I want that physical touch and you're not giving him that. Well, you're talking over each other's heads, you know, and maybe he's trying to do physical touch with you and you're over here like, I'm not interested. Like I would like some acts of service. Like, do you notice all the dirty dishes in the sink? Or you could do the laundry or you could pick up around the house or, you know, all these things. You're just speaking past each other and it can actually cause conflict. And, you know, while we're grieving and while our fuses are short and our emotions are totally tapped, it can become easier for us to become short-tempered and to, you know, just lose it emotionally, to lash out. Um, you're much more susceptible to that and to fighting and arguing, especially when you're grieving different and you're just both overwhelmed and just going through so, so much. And so that's why I say intentionality in these romantic relationships is super important. So take the time, you know, okay, I'm going to give him five minutes snuggling on the couch where I'm going to give him that physical you know, affection or, Hey, we're riding in the car together. I'm going to go and grab his hand or, you know, put my hand on his knee or whatever it is. Like just those little things that you can do to show him, Hey, I love you. I care about you, you know, and likewise expressing, you know, Hey, acts of service is how I feel loved. And so for her, you know, being like, you know what? I got it. I'm going to take out the trash. I'm going to clean up from dinner. I'm going to wipe down the table. You know, I'm going to do a little bit more to show her that I love her and care for her. The bathroom needs to be cleaned. I'm going to go ahead and go clean it and just doing those things. So I think that's really, really important. Um, and maybe you do that and then you also bring her home a thing of flowers. So there you've also done, you know, a gift giving, um, and then, you know, it's like, oh, wow, look, he gave me flowers and he cleaned the bathroom. How sweet. I can see that he loves me. He cares about me. He's investing in me. Um, and you know, and likewise, maybe you write the little note and put it in his lunch and, you know, then give him his snuggle time on the couch that evening or whatever, you know, and then he feels loved and appreciated as well. And that's just really, really important is to show each other that you care about one another, that you love one another, that you do have time for each other. And then also just carving out time to spend with one another. And maybe that's, you know, getting in comfy clothes and watching an episode of Netflix in the evening, or maybe it's playing a board game and just having good conversation, talking about your grief, talking about your feelings, talking about what's hard and life and how grief is affecting these other areas of life or, you know, what's going on at work and what you're struggling with at work or, you know, within your personal life or just so many things, but having those conversations and continuing to make sure that you're communicating because we know relationships are built on communication and sometimes in grief, we shut down with communicating. And so it's important to continue to communicate with one another and to do that in, you know, a natural way where it's not like awkward or therapy like, you know, but just doing something where you're spending quality time together. You're taking that time to, you know, invest in your relationship and you're just having a conversation where you're just talking about whatever it is. And yeah, it might really focus on your loss and on your grieving. And that's fine because that's what you're doing 90% of the time. But obviously there's other things and demands and responsibilities we have. And sometimes it can feel good to just vent about those and discuss those as well. Um, so that those also get the credence that they deserve and need. And of course, that's great for our mental health um, as well, which obviously can really be tested during times like these. And then maybe you get to the point that you order dinner in or, you know, have it delivered by Uber Eats or Grubhub or whatever, and you have date night at home. And then when you feel comfortable enough, you know, maybe you feel okay to branch out into society and you're like, all right, we're going to go out to dinner at a restaurant and actually sit down and take the time to, you know, get dressed up and look nice 
and, you know, do something that we don't usually do in grieving, right? In grieving, we're usually not spending a lot of time on our appearance and on our dress um, and looking our best. So it can kind of force us to do that and to invest in that regard in our relationship where, hey, you know, I'm putting my best foot forward. Like I'm looking nice for you and kind of starting that like dating, you know, your partner again, dating that spouse again, um, effort, or maybe you go to a movie or whatever it is, or maybe you're like, you know what? I don't want to be around lots of people, but yeah, I need to get out. Let's go on a hike. And you know, you can have great conversations hiking and you're getting physical exercise, which is so good for your bodies and so good for you while you're grieving as well. Um, for the endorphins it releases in your brain. And you know, so there's so many great things about that, or you just go on a bike ride together, go on a walk together, you know, take the dogs for a walk or something. Those are all great things but you're just taking that time it's intentional time you're carving out regardless of what you're doing to spend with each other to have conversations to talk and to bond to make sure you are still nurturing and maintaining your relationship because you know your relationship was there prior to your child and um unfortunately you know it has outlived your child and you have each other. And so it's important to recognize that and to cling to it and to cling to what's similar rather than what's different and know that, you know, you're the only two people in the world that knows, you know, that loves your baby the way you love them as their parents and to, you know, just throw yourself into that and invest in that and to, you know, care about that and to maintain your relationship because, you know, your child, as long again, as there's not like abuse or issues going on, of concern, you know, they want their parents to love each other and to get along, right? Every kid does. Now, I'm not saying that if the relationship doesn't work out that you failed your child, you know, by no means, absolutely not. Um, And there's plenty of children, obviously, that grow up in broken homes. But your child doesn't want to be the reason for the breakup, the reason that the relationship didn't last. And so it's just so important to be intentional, to spend that time and to really bond. Because although the loss of your child is horrific and horrible, you know, it can be something you can use to really draw each other together and closer into bond over something so horrible. You know, you're the only two people that are this person's parents so that understand it in the eyes of a parent. And so clinging to each other and bonding with each other through that can be really powerful and can really bring, you know, people together in a closeness and in a way that you just can't do you know, when you haven't had that experience and it can really, really strengthen your relationship. But, you know, to do that, it's important that you give the relationship the time and the intentionality that it needs. And of course, intentionality and relationships go to relationships that aren't just romantic. You know, if you have living children, obviously you still need to be intentional. You know, you still have to be their mom or dad and care for them and meet their needs. And, you know, yeah, obviously you're going to look different. You're a different parent now than you were prior, but that doesn't mean you don't get to, you know, that you get to tap out of being their parent. And so making sure that you're intentional with them, um, giving yourself the support you need with them, but making sure that they still have a loving parent because they're also grieving the loss of their brother or sister. So it's important to still, you know, show up for them, carve time out for them, you know, even if it's just five, 10 minutes of individual time with them. And then maybe, you know, once a week or something, you do a family night where as a family, you know, you do something fun because kids are still kids and they still, 
deserve and need a fun childhood and need to be able to make good memories together. So, you know, that's important. And then the people that show up for you and care about you, you know, being intentional with them, you know, being honest about your feelings, what you need, what you don't need, what is helpful, what isn't helpful. And, you know, that's important, but definitely, you know, number one, your romantic relationship and then, you know, and then your relationship with your children. If you have living children, um, and maybe you have a sibling you're really close to or a parent you're really close to um, that you want to really invest in that um, as that person that you can kind of help rely on and get you through this. You know, all of that is obviously important and great too, but there's only so much of you and there's only so much energy and time you have. And so it's important to organize that and to prioritize it into, you know, what's the most important relationship in your life and then work your way down down the ladder and recognizing that, you know, you're not going to be able to be the friend you were to everybody or the sibling you were to everybody or the daughter that you were to everybody. And that's okay because these people love you. They care about you. And if that is indeed the case, as it hopefully is, you know, then they are going to want to offer you that grace and that space that you need um, if you need that so that you can, you know, walk this path and process and grieve the way that you need to. Um, and they recognize that you only have so much energy. You only have so much time and so much of it is taken up with grief and then life responsibilities that, you know, you have to be very intentional, intentional about the time you have left and kind of picky about where you spend it. But it's just a good thing to keep in mind is, you know, making sure that those really important relationships in your life you maintain and that you don't let this, you know, rip them apart um, when that could be avoided. And so I just encourage you to, you know, sit back, think, okay, what do we need? How can we be intentional? How can we carve out time for each other and be there for one another? Um, and again, it doesn't have to be anything dramatic. It doesn't have to be expensive, but, um, just that quality time one-on-one -on -one where you can have conversations and you can bear your soul to one another or you can just have fun and potentially laugh and joke you know sometimes i think in grieving um we forget that it's okay if we smile here and there it's okay right to feel joy or happiness or to laugh it doesn't mean we don't love our child of course we do but you know our our children don't want us to live in pain and sorrow for forever like they want you to smile again they want you to laugh again and so giving yourself opportunities to do things that you enjoy um you know that's not wrong it's not selfish it's not sinful or anything like that. It's also a way that you can honor your child is by honoring, you know, your relationships and carving out the time and being intentional about them. So just something I wanted to share as I know that grief can be so hard on relationships regardless of um, the nature of them and just wanting to encourage you to, you know, invest, um, this as this year unfolds, you know, invest in those relationships, make them count, know that you fought for them, that you tried, um, that you invested in them and that you didn't just, you know, discard your spouse, whether it was intentional or not, but just in the busyness of grief and in life that you just kind of, you know, bypassed it because obviously, you know, they're important. That relationship's important. And, um, we want to see, and we need to see, you know, intentionality in there, even if it's hard, even if it's an emotional. And as you do it more and more, you know, it'll get easier and easier and um, become more and more natural to do. 
And so just having that openness um, can also be really healing for your grief and can help bring you together even if you are grieving really differently and even if what you need in grief looks really differently, it can really help build a strong foundation to be each other's support in in uh, the middle of this grief. And so that's also something I definitely encourage you to do. It's something that my husband and I were not good at doing in our grief journey. Um, you know, we didn't go on a date for about, oh man, oh Maverick would have been almost two years old before we went on our first date after his passing. Um, so we were terrible at it. And it was something that we really struggled with and didn't do well with. Um, and in hindsight, you know, it's something that I really wish that we would have invested more in. I think it would have made things a little bit easier um, and just helped us and just been good for our marriage and our relationship. And so I definitely encourage that for you all. And that's, you know, what is encouraged by the experts um, and recommended. But again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being part of this community, for sharing your time with us. We appreciate it. We know your time is of great value to you. Remember that we drop episodes every Friday, 3 a.m. Eastern and 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you haven't already, go ahead and rate the show. Give us a review. If you would ever like to contact us, we love hearing from you. Whether you want to share your story, suggest a topic, or just connect, you can email us at maverickjohnconnis at gmail.com. The email will be linked below. And again, just thank you for being here. Know that you are on my heart, in my mind, in my prayers. You know, I have a great burden for you. Um, I love you guys. I'm so sorry that you're a part of this club, but I hope you feel supported and cared for. And I hope that you can find the resources and help that you need as, you know, we walk this lifelong journey of grief. Um, and just remember you are the most amazing moms there are because you have been given the hardest job any parent can ever be given. And that's to give your child back. And you, are amazing. You're rock stars. And again, I'm just so sorry you have to be here. I'm sorry that these clubs exist, but um, I hope this can be a place of healing and a growth for us all. And I hope that you have a blessed weekend. And again, just thank you for your time. Mm-hmm.